want to talk to you today about the aftermath of my wife leaving and some of like my personal journey tied into. Sometimes people get confused about what happened or they'll look at me being like, but your wife came back, but they don't always know the whole story. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge. You can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here, talking about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, my journey through narcissism, please subscribe. Hit that notification so you can get notified when we release a new video or when we're going live on the platform for question and answer time or different uh, Q&As that we have involving like bringing people online, whatever it might be, to help you just understand and to build that awareness piece about narcissism and narcissistic abuse. Well, when we talk about this idea that my wife left me, and people normally get it confused and like, but she came back, but like, what's actually going on? You need to understand first and foremost, my wife didn't leave me because I wasn't in therapy. I was already in therapy. And I was already doing the work by being there, being present in the therapist's office, but it wasn't actually producing a changed behavior. There wasn't an aspect that my wife left. And as a result, I was like, oh, now I need to go to therapy. There was already something that was in my life when she decided to leave. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Sometimes people get that confused. So I want to talk to you today of what happened and what changed and ultimately like why she came back and some of the nuances about that. If you guys haven't had a chance to be able to see our podcast or listen to that, you can access it on the, all the different podcast platforms. It's underneath the name Trauma, Drama, and Life. The first season is out with uh, 10 episodes in there that we did in 2022. The second season we're currently recording now and in the process of doing that as video as well. So you'll be able to watch that on video podcast or on audio as well. So be able to check that out, Trauma, Drama, and Life. Okay, anyways, diving in. When we talk about a narcissist, like we talk about the aspects of being like grandiose, prideful, like all those things were me plus a million more, like all the nine characteristics of narcissism, I exemplified and it came out in all different aspects of my life, especially in the aspect of lying and in the aspect of cheating and getting to the place where I was emotionally and mentally abusive to my wife, to a place where she was, had her emotions completely destroyed, wasn't allowed to have an opinion, wasn't allowed to actually be herself, and was hiding from that. 
Well, through the time of her understanding and figuring out, like through different traumatic experiences, she got into therapy. And it was therapy that started to change some of her perspective about the things that were happening. Started to see more aspects of her trying to hold me accountable or her trying to stand up against some of the things that I was doing. But the thing is, you can take, so think of it this way, if you take a fish out of a toxic tank of water and put them in a fresh tank, that's great. But if they return back to that toxic tank, it's just as bad as what it started off to be with. And that's what was happening. Is she would go to therapy, she would get like a little bit better in therapy, she would start to heal, but then she'd come right back into that toxic environment of being with me and have a lot of that either revert or have a lot of that progress feel really, really slow because she was still stuck with me. And there's still that aspect of that trauma constantly being ripped off, the band-aid being ripped off and being like, nope, you're still traumatized while being with this person and trying to heal. A lot of times that's why I say it's really hard, almost impossible a lot of times to heal when you're with that abusive person. Okay. She tried to leave multiple times. Um, it was not something that I like kept her in the house, but it was something that she would leave and then come back because she would be, you know, questioning like, is this the right thing to do? Should I have done this? All those things. And typically as she would get ready to leave, that'd be when I would, you know, beg her not to go or ask her like, please just stay. Let's work on this. Even though I was the one pushing her out the door. And so it's an interesting dynamic that a lot of times nurses do to be able to like, I want you to leave, but I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want to feel bad for you leaving. So like I have to try it. Like there's a whole, I've got a couple videos on it. Okay. Um, but she never stuck with it at that point. Like she would leave and then come back. She'd say she's leaving, come back. There's a whole like push pull that I was doing that was confusing her and also leaving her in like limbo land. So you have to understand there's a part of me that got to a place where I hated that. And there's a part of me that was at the place of seeing her constantly be like, well, I'm going to leave now. Well, I'm not going to leave now. And all that stuff is stuff that I was causing. It wasn't like I was a victim to that at all. So don't, don't hear me wrong there. But there's a piece of that that turned in me that was like, I really hate this. Like I want this person out of my life. I don't want them here anymore because of this limbo. I don't like, I don't know what to do. But really what I was like looking for is like, I'm frustrated because I can't do what I want to do. I can't go be with a person that I want to be with. I can't go do other things with other people because you're still in and out of my life and it doesn't give me a good playing field to know what's possible for me to be able to do with anyone else. And so there's a big aspect that started to build up this resentment and this frustration of like, just go. Like, I want you out. If this is going to go back and forth, like, I don't want this. I just want you gone. It's trying to give you like a real perspective of what was happening. And like what was going on in that relationship as we move forward. Well, we got to the place and she left. Okay, she took our daughter. She was accepting a job out of the state. She moved out of the state, moved in with some family. And that was it. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Gone. Or in that moment, you might be asking, what did I do? I remember her leaving. Then I remember her driving away. And I remember sitting down on the stairs right beside the door and thinking I need to tell someone. And so as a result, I ended up going back and like calling up the next supply and like talking to a person that I'd already had interactions with or had an affair with and was at a place of like, yeah, like, can you believe like this happened? Like she actually left, like I can't believe that and started to paint myself out as the victim, as the person that even though I put this person through all of this, like, no, like I'm the victim because they actually left me. Like, I can't believe it. And started to flip the story so that I wasn't the bad person. Flip the story so that I could be the victim, the one that needed saving by that other person, the one that needed the help or the support. And so oftentimes switching that mindset into a victim mentality and of how it's hard, how hard it was going to be, like I'm not sure what's going to happen, like how am I going to survive this, all these different things. And Kayla left and drove out of state and it was probably within six hours that I was with someone else. So you have to understand there is not a prompting of like, oh, like this clicked at that time. It didn't. There's a piece of me that knew, but there's also a piece of me that was like, okay, now I can do what I want. Now I can actually live the way that I want because she's not here. So what changed? A lot of times people want to know, like, what was that moment? What was that piece? And I don't have a piece. I don't have an exact moment that I can refer to being like, this is exactly what happened. This is exactly what changed. For me, a huge part of it was getting to the place of confronting the lies, Confronting the lies that I believed and to actually face the aspect of the reality and the truth that has happened. Because a huge part of that I didn't want to face. A huge part of that I didn't want to acknowledge was even there or that I was even accountable for. As a result, I'd rather run from that. I'd rather run from the fact that I was destroying my family, that I was hurting other people that it wasn't right or it wasn't what God would want or whatever it might be. And there was like a piece of it that I'm like, I don't want to change. I don't want to be different. I just want to continue through life the way I've always been going. Yeah, it hasn't been working out. Yeah, I'm the victim, all this stuff, but I didn't want to acknowledge it. There was a piece of me in going to therapy because you have to remember I was in therapy before she left, several months before she left. There was a piece of me in therapy that it just felt like an obligation starting out and during that period of time when she was gone, I was like, this is just something I have to do. Knowing that the position that I was in needed to change in order for me to grow, even though I didn't want to. 
there's a huge part of like obligation thinking like I have to, and then why am I even here? Like I had the feeling of like, right now I feel like I just have to fake it to make it. Like I just have to continue trying to practice the thing until I finally get the thing that I want or I finally get the change that I want. And it was like really, really frustrating. But getting to the place of understanding the only way that I can change is to confront the lies that I have in my life, to confront the lies and the things that I'm sedating from, to run away from the truth that would ultimately set me free. And got to the place where reduced contact and broke up with the affair partner. Went no contact, no communication there. And it got to the place of confronting those lies. Of like, this is something that I have to do in therapy to make sure that I am not the victim anymore. I don't want this. I don't want this reality that I've built. Like I had to get to a place of like, this is something that I'm, that I'm not willing to let go of. Like I'm not willing. The hard part was this is at that time I'm stuck in a victim mode and I'm stuck in the aspect that there is no better option out there. This doesn't get better. In my mind, my limited belief, the stories that I'm telling myself, it was like this relationship with my wife will never get better. We'll never like transcend into something better than what it is right now because I was limiting myself. That black and white thinking, she was all bad. Like this isn't gonna happen. I'm always gonna be the victim. She's always gonna be mean. Like all this stuff, like all these like thousands of stories playing in my head, keeping me sedated into this idea that I'm a victim and there's nothing I can do. That I'm just gonna be stuck this way for the rest of my life is completely untrue because of the work that can be done once those stories get broken down. So some people ask why she come back. Well, originally, part of it was she decided she was going to come back for a month, for a period of time. Part of that was tactfully just to get her stuff. And the other part was to see if there was any changed behavior there. She came back and she noticed when she walked right in and our communication and how things were very different at that point, not like radically transformed, but extremely different compared to the abusive nature that she left from and all the healing that she'd done when she was gone. But she was like, this is different. And she stuck around and she like gave it a month and then gave it another week and then gave it another month and got to be a place of like, okay, like I'm actually seeing that change behavior on a day-to-day basis. If you want to hear a little bit more about this, dive in a little bit more in depth. You can visit the podcast, Trauma, Drama, and Life. Uh, Like I said, we're coming out with season two. Uh, Also, if you want to hear specifically from Kayla or you want to get some of your advice, opinion, or just anything that you want to be able to ask her, feel free to be able to log in into the NARC app. Uh, For those that are on the survivor plan, we do a Zoom call every single week and we bring people in during certain times of the month to try to be able to help encourage you, but also to be able to communicate and to be able to help answer questions. And so she's going to be coming inside the NARC app uh, in the Zoom calls that we have every single week. She's going to be coming in with the last Monday of every month. So you'll want to tune in to be able to hear uh, her perspective, be able to ask questions, anything like that to help you in your growth and your healing and your change and in your development. So stick around for that. 